extensive learning program in Elul, to starting Elul, much more than whatever we're learning right now, to, to kind of make sure that we show up ready for Rosh Hashanah in a very strong way, to make Elul mamash Elul, like fire Elul. So we're putting a lot of pieces together. All you guys have to do is just find ways to make sure that the commitment can take place in the month of Elul. It'll be more than just three mornings a week with us. There will be every morning here. And it'll probably be around till around 11.30. And it'll be a Chabura-style kolo. There'll be a lot more info later on. The, those shurim will not be recorded and sent out to people. That's for us. So you can't play catch-up. So that's because we really need whoever's here to be full-on. And it's going to be very intense, very beautiful. 
and just taking everything that we've been doing and building up what they're taking to the next level. Bezrat Hashem starting Rosh Chodesh Elul. Second of all, I want to give an elevation of sparks to Facebook. Facebook is Gehenim. And once in a while, like Jerry says, you find, what is it, why she always quotes me that song, what is Jerry's? Once in a while you're shown the light in, what's the word? In the strangest of places, right. A chaver of mine, <laughs> Yoeli, is one of these Satmer chaver from Williamsburg that got his whole life completely turned around over a million times by Rav Weinberg and Rav Shlomo, and then Rav Cook, he started this incredible Piasetzna Facebook page where he's finding all this documentation from back in the day, pictures we never saw before of the Ishkaidish, building structures, all this information. So it's not like I'm gonna, con- I'm gonna like be a bad influence on you and make you guys open up a Facebook account, because I, I assume everyone here already has one. I encourage, <laughs> I encourage, I'll forward it to you. <laughs> I encourage you all. Um, you know what, I'll link it on the group. I'll link it on the group. It just to see the tzaddik's face now and just to get a little bit of a taste of what his life, what his short life was like. The Piyasetzna, the Heilige Eish Kainish, the Plan of his Kalman, and Schisya We could print these things out maybe instead of uh, actually leading people into Gehenna. Maybe like print them out, some of them. Cool. And whatever works, it doesn't, you know, whatever works. Yeah. It, it's incredible stuff. Incredible stuff. Okay, so it's not stand that we stopped last last on, on Sunday where we stopped. Uh, Sunday's sheer messed us up big time. Uh, you were you're not the first this morning. You told me how much it messed you up. I was discussing it with the Chavra. I say all week for the last forty eight hours. It mamish messed us up in such a good way. And um, to to briefly recap what we had learned last time is that our concept of what's real. And the way our senses direct us towards what's real is not really real, right? And that, that alone is enough for us to, again, want to run out of here, and yet we still keep on coming back because we, like, we love the abuse, whatever it is, right? But <laughs> you're laughing at it because it's, it's Emma's, right? <laughs> you love the abuse. What, remember, we talked about this table, or whatever it is, any object, the way, that's, the way that Makubo sees something. What does he see? What did we say last time? When he sees something, how is it that he sees Hashem in it? Because he sees everything that it took to form that which is in front of him. But it's not just that, because what a Makubal does then is that he's then able to do Tserufim, Tserufi Havaya, which means he sees Hashem in something, he can see the Yudke Vavke in every single object. That's what, it, that's what it means. You see Hashem's name in everything. And then you could start to elevate everything when you just look at it and look at it and see that it's a, it's a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Again, it's the stuff that are Lamal, this, this is very high stuff right now. I don't expect any of us to say, I understand what you're talking about. I don't understand what I'm talking about. I can just explain it in a literal sense. But he kept on saying to us, what you see in front of you might not even really be the real world. Olam eze olam. What, what world is left in front of you if you really dissect things to where they are? Now, we spoke a lot about the senses and how the senses play with us and mess us up sometimes. Does anyone remember anything we said about the role of the senses? What we said on Sunday? The senses uh, capture the immediate. It's just a snapshot of what's in front of you right now. It doesn't have the talent before, and it doesn't have the talent after. It's not a part of the process. It's just the immediate rega has said. Right. And that's never real, because... Like in God's, it's interesting. We always, we're always like, 
with Hashem in our lives, but we're never on Hashem's time. We're always on our time trying to condense Hashem into our limited view, which has to do with, you know, being, being, um, constri- uh, being, uh, constricted with time. But in Hashem's world, there is no past, present, and future. There's Netzach. So this connects us back to what we began learning in Oros HaTshuva of Rav Kook. Because Rav Kook says that Tshuva Kadma La'olam. Remember this, Tom? Tshuva precedes the concepts that we have of time. Most of the time we don't engage in Tshuva because we're stuck with living in yesterday, not believing that today can be any different. But in Hashem's realm of time, even the concept of Tshuva is above time and space. So what does it mean now that we say tshuva preceded the concept of, of time? That a person never has an excuse, ever, to say, um, it's done. Like, you can never say that because done has to do with something that has to do with time. Okay. Our senses are usually, they're meant to be me'alateva, but we condense them so often into this world. Our senses do the same thing. They mess us up because they basically tell us, you know, it's whatever you're feeling now is now. Whatever you're smelling now, whatever you see now in front of you, that's all that there is right now. So he said last time that the way a Mekubal looks at something, a Mekubal is connected more to being above time and space. So he's not constricted with the, like you said, the snapshot of time. It doesn't, it doesn't really boggle him down. And that's why, like, Reb Shlomo always says, you know how you have to look at people? You have to look at people always, and remember, every person you're looking at is currently in a process. It's a high, that's a high level of walking the streets of the world. But that's how Reb Shlomo walked the streets of the world. What do you mean by that? That what you see in front of you is not a finished product. Now, do that with yourself. Look in the mirror and say that. That's the highest. Isn't that called like kind of the kinds of we say everything's an opportunity? How could everything be an opportunity? Only when I realize that it's not. Right. You see exactly. It's not finished. There's it's not no opportunities when the when the sculpture is finished. No, it's done. It's in the museum. <clears throat> There's nothing to do. But if the, with the, with the time of tshuva and not allowing my senses to dictate to me this is exactly what you're feeling is what it is, then it opens up the realm of opportunity for me to relate to others in a different way. You know, it's, it's, it's incredible what Jeremy was sharing before, the idea of like a snapshot and how senses give us immediate feedback of right. what's happening right this second, but nothing beyond it, not in the process. And then juxtaposed to that, the understanding that everybody, everything is a part of a process, it's, that's the opening right there. Because, you know, we, uh, the, the, when we get stuck in the mud, it's when we get stuck in the mud because we, 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 we need feedback, immediate feedback right, right now. Process right. is the opposite. It's not immediate feedback. Process is saying, wow, this could be, this is, this is, this isn't, it wasn't like this always. It was something beforehand. It's moving forward and it's going to be something even greater. Right. It's the opposite. It's the, the step back moment where you say, well, I know what it's done until now. Right. Think about how great it could be. Right. And, it, and, and that's, that's the, I think that's the opening. If we go back to what he was talking about, about stepping to the unknown in, in the same way that this process could be something much greater, that's an unknown. So the, your, your immediate snapshot is, is, snapshot is, is really um, yep. dulling your real senses. Now, so 
he's going to now, and we're going to end this Ot today, Ot Yud Bet. We're in the bottom of page 31. This is after he's already called us out on saying, you know, you, you skeptics, you haven't believed anything I've said so far, you skeptics, right? Really, can you really be a spiritual looker? Can you have spiritual vision? Is that how you can live and walk the streets of the world? How much do you mamish believe that you could really do that? Well, it boils down right now to one question. Can you live a life of looking at people and at yourself and what Hashem has to do with you as a process? Can you do that? That's really what it is. Can you do that? Right, that was last night's shir, Nachon. Now, so last night's shir, we said, Moshe Rabbeinu was able to do that. He was able to, when it, when it had to do with himself and his own avodah Hashem, he was able to be savlan about it, because out of anava, out of humility, I can then bear the weight, right? But when it comes to Yidin getting punished, you see Moshe Rabbeinu has no patience, because it was not about him. But about his own spiritual heights, like all of us, like, how come I don't feel it yet? How come it's not working yet? How come my life isn't transformed yet? Why didn't it work? Why didn't it click? I'm sitting, I'm coming to Shir for so long. I'm going to that Rebbe, asking him that Shailah. Why didn't these things work yet? You're in a process. It's almost like looking at a baby that's learning how to walk, and Mamish looking at the baby and saying, how could it be that you don't know how to walk yet? You've fallen already 13 times. Who talks like that? Ah, he's a baby. Oh. As if we're not spiritual babies. As if we know how to spiritually walk the streets of the world. You have to remember these things. You have to be very, very conscious of these things all the time. It's a vodah. It's like a lot of tefillah should be Hashem. Please, please remind me that every single person that I'm coming in contact today is in a process. And please remind me, Hashem, that I'm also in a process. So last night's year we learned... That arrogance, which is the opposite of, of, of anava, is when you don't have patience for the process and you say, if it's not working for me, this stuff isn't for me. It's not working. I can't keep on going to these chasidish chaburas because, you know, it doesn't work. It's not for me, therefore I say it doesn't work. Like the famous mashal I've told you guys so many times that my friend David Sachs said many years ago. Two guys go to a restaurant. They each order a dish. One guy loves his dish, one guy hates his dish. The guy that hates his dish says, I hate this dish so much that I deny the existence of the cook. No, you just don't like your dish. But what do we jump to, right? We say, it's impossible that there's a cook because I can't enjoy or relate to what I'm eating. That's, that's arrogance. So in, in last night's story, Shlomo said, that was the difference between the Meraglim and Moshe Rabbeinu. The Meraglim couldn't figure out how to deal with life in a harder reality. So they say, it must mean that it's not for us. Moshe Rabbeinu is the opposite. Slowly, slowly, shlav after shlav. Imagine the, the Meraglim's senses, like just on a sensing level, their chushim, how it dictated to them such an evil report that we've been suffering from for so long. What they saw, what they felt, what they tasted, what it smelled like, what it looked like, what it sounded like. Not to go on a tangent then, but why, why doesn't he have Savlanut when it comes to Am Yisrael? Because he can't stand to see them suffering. Why, but if he were a Savlan, wouldn't he say they're in their, pro, they're, in, you know, this is, they're in a process? No, I meant that he didn't have Savlanut towards God punishing Yidin. He right. can't bear Hashem punishing Yidin. On that, none of us should have Savlanut. 
You can't have like that kind of sablanut of saying, listen, it's okay, they, 3,000 get killed. It's okay because we're in a process. When it comes to yid suffering, we should have zero patience and tolerance, even with Hashem. I wrote a beautiful piece on, on last week's part about uh, Remes for Anna, a cover with Tiro Shalom. The whole Anna, it's a Remes for, for us, for everyday life, where you have times where you get challenged when you're going through some kind of uh, uh, a, hard, a hard experience, a hard time. That's maintenance time. It's time just to try to hold your ground, work on whatever you're faced with. And then the times when uh, Anan moves, that's your opportunity to jump as many Madrego as you can before you have to stop and eat. Beautiful. And that's what we're talking about. That's absolutely what we're talking about. That's beautiful. This, this idea of a process, right? Yeah. You're saying that we shouldn't, you know, we shouldn't really be judging ourselves because we're all, we're all in the middle of the process, right? Now, is, is wanting to know that you're moving in the right direction, is that also wanting instant gratification? I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. I'm asking. I mean, I don't know. Should, should we be able to recognize that we're moving well, spiritually in the right direction? Or you're judging yourself. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, we're not supposed to ignore the snapshot. It's just about contextualizing the snapshot. Right. So you can look in the mirror. You can say, oh, look, I see where I am. But then you have to say, where was I a year ago? Where am I going to yeah. be in a year? Where I am now doesn't dictate either of those two things. That technique has helped me uh, a lot. There was a... Someone came to talk to me yesterday, a couple... Child got married, they're very not happy. So I, I just played with them the, 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 that game of saying, let's just go back two years. Remember the guy she was dating two years ago? There was, thank God a miracle happened and that didn't work out. But really, that guy could have easily gotten your daughter pregnant, cheated on her with someone else, left her, and now you'd be raising your daughter and your grandson. Could that have been a reality, a very clear reality? Absolutely, yes. I said, okay, so I, I get that you don't really like your current son-in-law. And then everything was, you know, that perspective is mamish needed. So it's not, it's good. It's not about ignoring the snapshot. Those, those, are, just, those are just indicators. I mean, if you choose to use it as an indicator as to where I was and where I am now. And you need those. So you do need to look at those moments, yeah. You know, how else will you be encouraged to keep on growing if you can't see any level of, of growth? I think you need it. Anybody else think otherwise? Or, or should you not pay any attention to any growth that you have? I think just the growth, you have to look at the other side too. When you see that you've, you've slid back, you have, yeah. to, you have to own that too and say, whoa, I got to put the brakes on, I'm going the wrong way. Right. You can't do any of that if you're not looking at the snapshots of your life. To speak to more what you're saying, I think that I think that fine to feel that I've, I've accomplished something, I've gotten something. That should be your fuel. That should be your fuel to keep moving forward. Right. That should be our fuel to keep moving forward. That's what we want to feed off. It's not the end game. That's the end. It's not the end. The process. There is no end game. Right. Imagine it like a factory. You're making some product. You don't stop it in the middle of production and say, "Why doesn't this work?" But you <laughs> right. do, at every stage, check that it's on the right track and quality control. Quality you know, control. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. These things really are with you. You know, it's just it works with us as well. Mamish does. It's the way we, the way we're like, 
We're so like not into looking at life like that because that's so physical, that's so gashmi, that you know what he just said. And yet, we're also machines. We're mamish machines. The way, the way we function is mamish like machines. We need the oil in. We need it. We need the check-ins. We need it. It's what we need. So now look back inside, everyone. We're in the bottom of page 31. Now he's going to do something very interesting. Where he's going to explain to us that it's not enough to be a mekubal. You've got to be a chassidish mekubal. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. This is, this is amazing. The Hebrew here is very, very hard. And therefore, that's why I brought it in English. I want to see if we can even have a chance to figure this out in Hebrew, okay? Because even in English, this was like, suddenly Rav Kook shows up in the Piyosets, and you're like, Ma, what's going on over here, right? When we said the Makuba looks at things, he sees the essence of them. He looks at people, he sees their essence. He looks at the table, he sees its essence. Shemot v'neshamot, he sees God's names, the Tzerufim. He sees souls when he looks at people. Kavanatenu rak al chasid mekubal. We're only talking about a chasidish mekubal. Okay, pause. What do you think the diff- what What do you think? Huh? If it was one time it says chasid, should you say rak al mekubal chasid? Yeah, because last time it was about just mekubal. Yeah, in last in, in the last week's learning, last time we learned. Here he's saying, okay, now what we said before, we're speaking about a chasidish mekubal. So what do you think? Just on its own, what do you think could be the difference here? Before we go inside. I don't know, I see like the fake mekubbles are the ones who uh, don't practice what they preach. It's, it's easy. But are they mekubbles? Yeah. Okay, so they're not fake mekubbles. No, but they're uh, not fascinating so mekubbles either. Right, right, but you said the fake mekubbles are the ones, that's why I'm just... Oh, fine, yeah. The, the, the non-fascinating so mekubbles right. are the ones who are, <laughs> who are not practicing what they preach. The fascinating so mekubbles are the ones who are... They're not just seeing it, they're doing with what they see with it. They're, ah, that's very good. That's very good. Meaning, it's not enough that you develop this art and this passion to figure out how to look at people and recognize their essence. That's amazing. Right. But if you, what do you do with that? That's the shayla. Very good. You can also just be opening this up to uh, another thought. It's like, you think Mekubal is it. Here, I'm telling you about the Hasidish Mekubal. Right. And afterwards, I can tell you about like, the guy above that. Right. Because you have to understand, this guy also started like you, and he's in a process. Let's see. Could be. Could be. Let's see. Let's see where he goes. This is. I found this mamish fascinating. What he does with this over here. This is what we. This is the. This is the differentiation. When a chassid learns b'nei machshava tova, mamish. That's what he means, right? When a chassid goes through everything we've learned, the way learning how to look at things. And he. He, he brings forth from himself this higher level of vision, of looking. That he's looking at the world and all he sees is spirit and souls. Then, that chassid that learned how to look at the world, he then delves into the secrets of the Torah. He learns Kabbalah. Why? In, in easier Hebrew and English, he learns Kabbalah to understand that which he is seeing. It's the opposite of what Joshua was saying. It went from chassid to mekubal, not mekubal to Right. He's saying, okay, I've developed this incredible way of looking at the world. I see souls. I even see people are in processes. Now let me understand what I'm looking at. See how deep this is? 
Let me understand. So many of us have very deep revelations. But when we don't understand what those revelations are, we, we come to a state where we say, I'd rather not even go there anymore because I have nothing to do with it. I have nothing to do with these high ecstatic moments of my life. I want to understand what, what it is that I'm seeing. I'm trying to find a really better muscle for this. Like, I think with parenting, it's like, I, I see, I get it, I'm, a, I'm fathering, I'm parenting. I brought life into the world. Through me, you brought life into the world. I, I want to learn them. I want to learn my children because I want to understand what it is that I actually have. Do any of us even understand, besides Jeremy, who understands what la vie is, right? Do any of us really understand what we have with the children that we have? Or we're just so busy trying to figure them out to, to, to give them whatever they need. But do we understand what we have? So it's, um, I would say it's very similar over here. He said a chassid, once he develops an incredible way of looking at the world and at people, now he says, now let me try to understand, Bichlal, what it is that I've developed. How's that? Is that stimming? Kol echad, next page, lemino. Each one to its own thing. Each thing on its own, each item on its own. Es nisht, do you have it? Here it is. Oh. Previously, this Chassidish Makubo saw the soul of bread when he looked at bread. Now, what does that mean, the soul of bread? What do you think that means? This is explained. The person who made it, the water, the wheat. And the koach that the person had in order to make, to produce the wheat and the spiritual kochos that God put into wheat itself. So he sees Hashem in the lech, right? He sees the neshama of the bread is everything that it took to put into the bread. I think that's why it takes them so long to make a bracha. Yeah. Why? Because they're really thinking, like when I make a bracha, this is my rope, but they're looking at that bread and going through that whole process right. of all the steps and the right. people and that, and that's what they're thinking. Mamish. Did any of you ever see the Amshon over Rabbi make a bracha? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. You saw. Yeah. Someone sent me my friend Eliav. He was here on this trip. He went Friday to the Amshon over. So it was a bris Friday afternoon by Amshon over. Friday night. It was a bris for Friday. No, no, it was Thursday night. <laughs> so it was Friday afternoon. So the Amshon over is there. He's, he's saying a bracha on the wine. You ever see it, David? It's not from this world. It's not from... It's mamish not... That's what it means, not from the... In this world, I just make a bracha because that's what I'm supposed to say. Thank you to Hashem. Not from this world means I could see everything that was put into this wine for it to be in my hand. Amazing. So, so the, so the Amshnover is, 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 like he says here, it's nishmas halechem ra'ami kodem. So the Kabbalist sees the soul of bread. Now here it gets, here it gets complicated. Ve'ata, now he knows, yodea, and now he knows the three permutations of God's Hayahova Ve'yiyeh. What does that mean? He sees the whole process. And he sees that in God's time it's all one. Okay? He does that over every cup of water. He does that over every interaction with Labriot, with every person that he meets. Ve'yiyeh and food, like just to take that, is what that food will do to you and also, right, also, the sustenance, please God, that you'll receive from it to have to be an Ebed Hashem. So there's a lot in there. 
And we just say, Baruch Atah Hashem, Akin Achlom, Sha'akon, Even that, right? <laughs> if that's slow, right? If that's slow, right? So, even Hayah is past, present, and future? Yeah, Hayah, Hove, Vee, Yeah. Let's go back like three, four sentences. So the Chassid is able to... This is like an overwhelming thing now that now you have this ability. So that's good you have the ability. The Chassid now to take the... He's able to take this ability and... And utilize, like the Mikubal, right? Like the, the visualizations that the Mikubal reaches could right. even be exalted, but they could be left dry, right? Like you were saying, though, like they could be left dry and shallow. Why? Because they just become visions. They just become sights. But the relevance to my life garnished, or what I do with it afterwards, or how I, you know, nothing. So stuck on the fact that. Well, he, it sounds to me like he got the concept. He was able to begin to break it down, but he didn't understand what to do with it. What, what do right. each of these things mean right. to me? To uh, awareness. Right. Aware. He developed awareness to even be part of the tish, right? Yeah. To even sit at the table of what we're... He, so he develops an awareness... But how is he going to learn? It's, we usually think I have to learn first in order to develop an awareness. Yeah. No, you have to develop an awareness so that you could even be able to start learning. It's crazy we're not taught this when we're young. We're taught I the guess, opposite. Yeah, I guess it's, it's, a, it's, it's a tough pill to swallow. It's a very confusing thing. How can you teach us yeah. when you're young? No, you know what? You know, I'll tell you what the problem is, is that who can teach this to you when you're young? Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. You see, why did I hate Rav Cook? I even say to say these words, the learning, when I was in high school. Because it was taught to me by people that understood Rav Kook as like they understood other texts. And they were able to explain to us what Rav Kook was saying. That's, what did you do to Rav Kook? What did you do to Rav Kook at that moment? So it just became this thing that was, did you also, Jeremy, did you have that in high school? Here? Rav Kook? class, was just one big trouble. <laughs> 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 but you were here. You said, you do the Huh? From what ages? Right, so uh, from nine, my nine to seventeen was here. So, so it's more an issue. Like, why can't they teach this to us? Thank God that they didn't just like they didn't take this kind of stuff and give it to like an Das teacher and say, "Here, teach this." You'd never open it. You'd never. It's a miracle, you're even gonna have the same Ma- Miracle. But it's also like, uh, why? What are you wasting time for? You, you teach this to to, to us. I learned this at age eleven. Even no, the greatest teacher, I don't think. I think it would have been no, launched on. I'm just thinking that, but then I have to tell you something. I was at parent-teacher conferences last night with my, with, with for my son. No, I was in Ghana, five, and they were talking about how they sit down together with two kids and they explain to each other what how they're feeling and and how they're helping each other and what they just did a minute ago for each other. It's the most incredible thing. I didn't have that when I was a child. To have that. And to be like, yeah. on a very basic level, yeah. you, you know about this? No, I've never heard of it's, it was incredible. Like, and yeah. and they're, they have, these kids have sensory issues as well. So like, they're, they're, like they they'll they'll touch each other's face and they'll say your face feels like this. It gets really quirky and really strange. But think about it. Like, right. This, so you're saying don't underestimate right. what, what the child right. Is, oh, right. What I'm saying is that it can be broken down to a level and. The bottom line is that's what we're doing for ourselves now. Right. Because we're spiritual children anyways. But the real, ba- like a Baal Shem Tov was, was teaching who? 
but before he revealed himself in 17, he's teaching little kids. Now, on their level, I don't think he was teaching them dry understanding of visual senses. I think he was, giving, he was teaching them wherever they were at, in the most, you know, he probably cried every night before he went to sleep saying, Hashem, please let me touch the Hashemas in a way that they could be touched. I mean, I'm sure. Has to be. But the great teachers are the ones who can give the material over and, and have the, the people who are teaching it to internalize it. It's yeah. something they can relate to instead yeah. of just saying, look, on the surface, this is the material. Memorize it. Yeah. Because it's a test at the end of the yeah. semester. So that that's what we that's what we say all the time is that really what your children are picking up on your subconscious all the time. Letov velera. Mamish. He's he's like on a mesimat brachot in his in his family, so he wrote them all out, all the different brachot, and they put them the kids wrote them out. And then there's a rule in the house, you can't say a bracha unless somebody's around to say amen. Because if you don't, he's it, it, got the whole thing, like if you don't have somebody to say amen, then you're probably not saying the words as clearly as you should be. <laughs> that means that like, if parents come home only at five, then you're, yeah, your it. kid's no, starving. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, but he said it really You can't works. go to the bathroom either. But it works, like the kids will like pull each other in and be like, hey, I'm saying a bracha, like listen. Wow, so, that's so deep. Really, Wow. He's so intense. That's so intense. Second line. Ma she'ein ken mi she'ein o chasid. But someone that's not a chasid, but he's in Makubo. Ish yavesh bechushim yaveshim. Those are such deep words. Ish yavesh, a dry person with dry senses. With a dry sensory. He uses the word dry. Uval, yeah, and he comes to learn Kabbalah. So what happens to a person like that? Azrak What does he end up being surrounded with? Contradictions. He sees physical bread to be eaten and be saturated from. Then he sees the three Havayas that we spoke about before, which kind of come down from this creation in front of him. Klomar, this is a little bit hard. Meaning he's able now to sense visually how it all has come down into a piece of bread. But he's stuck. He's saying, how could something so exalted become into something so materialistic? How could it become Megusham, Megashmius? So the Choleyoter, at the best, Metaretlo Latsmo, Rak Remez, Beomro, Rak Remez, Ramzu, Balea Kabbalah. So he's saying, okay, they just said, the Balea Kabbalah said, everything here is hints alluding you to elevate your consciousness. But really, in the thing itself, it's, there's no, yeah. Toby, do you realize what he just said? He was talking about yesterday's shi'a. 100%. It's just hints. It doesn't really mean anything. Why did they allude to such exalted things and such materialistic things? Why are they even mentioning the name of the king, Baruch Atah Hashem, Elokeinu Melech HaOlam, Bedavar Namuch Vebazui, with such a low 
and bazui and a degrading thing like a loaf of bread, kushia vestira lefanav. There's a kashia and a contradiction in front of him. What did he just say right now? What, let's try to dissect this and we'll end with this. What did he just say right now? You can't go to graduate school before you've completed your idea. Okay, but what is graduate school? So let's explain that. So what is graduate school? What's finishing your master's in, on this level? What is it? How it's very good. to really appreciate every little thing that goes to comprise anything. Why is the Kabbalist stuck from appreciating what's in front of him? Without the, the Hasidish and the Kubal. Where is he stuck? In the practice. He can't see in the practice. He, he can't see all the kedusha in every component that goes in to the process, to the ingredients, the, the materials, the people. He, he's, he's only seeing it for a loaf of bread. He recognizes that it's supposed to help him elevate himself, but he can't break it down past that point. He's, no, he's stuck on that. I think he saw all that, but he said in the end. It's still just a loaf of bread. He's trapped in the snapshot. Uh, he's trapped in the snapshot. He can't see it. Meaning, he, see it all. he sees the snap. Like he sees three snapshots. The meaning, the were trapped in the snapshot. they're trapped in a snapshot. They were they were Kabbalists. They can't see past it. Right. Can't see past it. Why? Why can't they see past it? Oh, it's almost like he's saying, I, I see everything that's going on. I just don't know what it has to do with this world. Like I don't know how the two worlds connect. Right. Like, right. Like this is all right. happening, but what's right. it got to do with, right. with Kedusha? Well, how could you say Melech HaOlam right. on a proof of bread? That's right. that. I see it. I see it. It, brought, it. it came down into a loaf of bread, but why are we lowering God's name? Where and Chassid is saying, what do you mean? We're, we're elevating what's in front of us. He's not saying, why, is, why are we lowering God's name just to make the bracha, even on that level? Or is he saying, why waste your time meeting a loaf of bread? Yeah, I'm going to acknowledge Hashem, but than to take it to the level of yeah. like thinking about the wheat and to go beyond there. Uh, it's almost like no, Kedusha's up there. Kedusha's not down here. Yeah, you can put it. Kedusha's there. Right. Like, we're, I'm like what, when I'm in Kedusha, I'm up there. I'm not, I'm yeah. not in this that world. Is, yeah, it's more like Rib Shimon. You right. can't work fields. Like You could, but why would you, why would you lower God's name? Why would you waste your so Hasidus, this whole thing, is exactly. It's the whole Balatanya. Meaning that his whole, God's whole thing, that, that you want to know what Hasidus is? That's what it is. It's Mamish what it is. It's exactly it. It's exactly it. But it should be. Yeah. The, the challenge, like, just say the word you don't want to say. Yeah. To get anything done, I mean, like, uh, okay, now it's time to put your kids to bed at night. Right. How am I going to leave there at, like, yeah, how's that gonna take me two minutes? <laughs> you know? So what? What's, what's the problem? <laughs> we'll all turn into option offers. Bar Hashem. Oh, you're saying <laughs> if I really yes. go here, if I go here, with all this work, that's always a struggle, right? With all this stuff, right? Don't you always feel like, so I don't have the time for this. I'm not gonna be able to do this. Right. But and then so, Jad Kabat-Zinn always says, actually, the only thing you have is time. time. <laughs> so the thing is, though, like. You do have the time for it. Maybe it doesn't necessarily have to be 20 minutes just focusing on this one aspect, but a little bit every time. And then every time we go back into the same thing, we can just be that much, we can realize everything that's... That's the thing. It could be a minute. It could be half an hour. Once you once you leave the confines of this world of, of being dictated by your senses, then... One minute could be two hours, and two hours could be one minute. It doesn't matter anymore at that point. You're not, and we all suffer from this. I know myself, it's a big thing. I'm very, very, I'm a very, like, 
whatever, this is going to sound very haughty, but I'm very responsible when it comes to a lot of things. But I don't think it's coming from a really holy place. Do you know what I mean? I think it's coming more from being it's a little you, bit... You need, it? Yeah, it's a little bit dictated, like I'm a little bit dictated by the clock, which is a good thing, especially if you're involved in public things, you need to show up. Like, you can't just, you know... If she is at five, there's nothing holy about at 4.15 deciding, wow, I don't know, what they really need is have a teacher that can go beyond time and space. So if I show up at 5.35, but they see an exalted, elevated face, that'll be just like, that'll be holy, as holy as the sheer could be, or even holier. So I, that's not what I'm talking about. But we're afraid to become, to have Amshinover Kriyashma Alamitas when we're looking at it from the outside. But when we're looking at it from the inside, and you're in it. You're in it. Like, it doesn't uh, matter. You know, getting to a point where you can have a shmona. I was thinking about what Shimmy said at the thing. Well, well, the well, fuck fuck that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Like yeah. Is that we're afraid? Like, do we believe that this could be us? And are we striving for this, or do we just tune it off? Meaning, that's not even the goal. That's we, not we, even. We the, quite often but, tune it out. And that's the whole thing about saying it's a process. Meaning, the, it is a goal. This is the process of how to get right. there. And you don't have to get there tomorrow. You Nothing. have to get there over a period of time. But don't be afraid to get there. So the, is the Kabbalist afraid to get there? Or he's saying, there's no Indian. That, that's, not what, that's not what it's about. The Chassid's saying, no. That's, what, that's our whole shlichus in this world. Is Dafka from down here to say, Lokeinu melech haolam. The Kabbalist can, is more saying like, wow, it's, it seems a little bit sad that we've come to a state that we're making shame... We're bringing down the name of the king on something so gashmi. The Kabbalist is saying you got to keep him separated. Keep him separated. Isn't that a song? Oh, yeah. Keep him separated. You're the perfect cadence. Keep him separated. What do you mean? He said, he said, he said, I mean, I'm like listening to us and I want to listen to this here and it just sounds like, like, ah, formula. Right, right. So we've got the new style. Like, like, right, we're going right. to nail it now. He said, what is it? He refers to the Mekuba as Aish Yavesh Im Chushim Yavishim. Exactly. Comes to learn Kabbalah. He wants to start learning. Exactly. But, he, but then the next stage is that he is going to become the Mekuba who sees right. the bread and then all it is is. Why am I wasting my time right. with bread? Right. It's just a, it's just, a hint just like people saying, why am I wasting my time with such amaratsin, with, with lowlifes? Yeah. Same thing. Same thing. You know, bread, schwanzes, sh- people. Yeah. Yeah. He's just acknowledging there's, there, there is a Seder to the process. You, you, you can't go to the end and work your way back. Because yeah, if you try to do that, you, you just, won't... No, you'll look at people and there's no process in people. It's just, a, it's just that... That MS. You think that if you, have the, if you have the dried senses, it would help you, right? Because then you don't get caught up in the snapshot as much. The snapshot doesn't mean as much to you. So this is coming to show us it's only the people who really love the snapshot, the people who take the snapshot and they say, look at how much there is in this wow. moment that are that's able to that's that's so bad. That's really, yeah. That's very important. Demonizing <laughs> the snapshot, and it's so true. It's so on. It's say it again, please. <laughs> Say it again. What, Bring it down. Is there a thirty-second playback? This person who is, uh, we said that the, the person who has the dry senses is the one that, that's not going to be able to come to, to bring the two together. But we would think that if really we're trying to run away from the snapshot, having dry senses would mean that it'd be harder for me to get caught up in the moment. We're saying it's not like that. 
It's the person who gets caught up in every moment. Every moment they see all of the potential that's there. They're the ones that are able to then bridge the gap and start elevating things. So we can never ignore the snapshot. We never. can never ignore the present. Never. It's about taking the present and doing something with it. All you ha- Think about it. All you really have are snapshots. Yeah, that's right. That's all you have. Then the question is, like, so, so then, what am I doing with it? And once you start elevating all of your snapshots, and we were talking about this all the way from the beginning, you start to have that continuum of Kedusha. Now, now you're part of the process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he tells us to use the visualization at first to, to right. picture just, just Hashem, first. start there. That's the, it's reiterating, you're absolutely right. It's reiterating. Uh, exactly. reiterating. This, is, this is the process. Motsu Shabbos, so I think it's Rebusha? Buso. Buso. So he spoke, and he spoke like he was funny. He was down, so down to earth. I saw when he went to go wash for Hamotzi, he went to the side. I was sitting on the side of the corner, and the way he said his bracha, like I looked at it, and I was like, that's not the same person. Like okay. he said his bracha with such kavana with his hands up, at, like, uh, and then he went to go, you know, then he washed, the sat and then he went yeah. to speak. And the one thing I think he was talking about when he was talking about the Baba Sali, his, his grandfather, he was saying that everything he did, well, like what made the Baba Sali the Baba Sali? Because everything he did was L'shem Shemayim, Kavad Hashem, like well, So I think that when that's the Iker, and everything is, so then you, you could be a kid and play with your kids on their level, because if you do it L'shem Shemayim, then that's, you're elevating the you're, floor. You're, you're elevating that. And you could go and say a joke if you're doing it with Shem Shemayim. So like, and then you could go and have the kavana for that bracha. So the Kabbalists can't so much. he sees steers in that. Right. He sees that's right. a contradiction. Right. It doesn't work. Right. I think that's yeah, yeah. He can't. It doesn't so go that's together. A holy, it's a holy thing. When he was speaking and he was talking so down to earth, he was relating to us. He, he was it. playing on the floor with his kids when he was speaking. Yes. yes. He went down, he down to, to play with us. Yeah. Yeah. But he did it all the shame because yeah. that's what we needed. Yeah. Do you think he felt like he went down? No. I think he... That's the chak. That's the no, you know, I no, I didn't feel like he That's did. the chak. You know, Rip Shlomo, when he would meet, like, when he would meet hippies and have to talk to them, like, hippie talk, right? He really didn't feel like he was going down. Like he was changing himself at all. No, or that he was... He didn't feel like he was going down. I play with my kids and I'm, like, having fun, I don't feel like I'm going down to them. I feel like I'm having, you know, like, connecting yeah. with them. That's if you believe L'Shem Shemayim that we're here to raise our kids and give over and simch and all. If it's all L'Shem Shemayim and for Kavod Hashem, then it changes everything. What does the Eish Kodesh say about what? What would the Eish Kodesh say about the the dry sense Chevra? How does how does he approach them? Well, he just he alluded to them right now. But he look you, know, you just just look at the first line of the next oath. But just to give you a, a concept where we're going, he says Vezel Tachlis Chevra Kadosh this is the point of our Chavra Kadisha, that you should transform to a man of spirit and machshava, and not just rationalism. The machshava that you're going to have anyway should become pure and strong. Hisgaber al chushecha, overcome your senses. Vechush chadash kadosh yisgalabecha, and a new holy sense will be revealed. There'll be the sixth sense. You'll have it. This is amazing. He says when, when that's what we're doing. 
you're gonna have you're gonna access things that you that are, are in you but just haven't been revealed yet. Kshetomar that when you say Baruch Atah Hashem Elokeinu Melech Haolam Tire Et Ata you'll see the the Ata veEt Melech Haolam. I don't want to continue because if we start now, we're not going to. This is this is so. Why does he have that as uh, does that stand for something? Atah? Atah? I think he's using it as Hashem's name in this case. Probably, but but for now, I don't even. Don't go there. I, I can't even continue, but but he's forming, he's forming a conscious awareness society. Like this is so powerful, this stuff. It's so beautiful. He's just seeing it as Hashem's name. Think you're you're going to see in those words as you're saying them, Hashem. I, I think something uh, even no. yeah, something even very more much more simple. Remember what Weinberg once said: the most beautiful word in the world is Ata. You ever, say, ever realize when you say a bracha, you're talking to God in in first person? Yeah. Baruch Ata, you. So that's why, that's why I have no patience for the referring. The Rav said this when the Rav is like right there. You know, if you can refer to God as Tav, uh, yeah. why would you distance yourself from a. Uh, no, 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 you're not distancing. You're just, it's, it's this. It's covered. It happened to me one time. God doesn't need that covered, so why, why do you have to give it to a Masala? No, right. right? It's the same reason they call it's Rabbi. Right, right, right. Either, but that, disrespectful but to call Rabbi's first name. But the Rabbi's part of the Rabbi. Well, they try to fix that in the new modern-day Israel, where in the yeshivas, they're not called by their last name. It's Rav Rafi, Rav Drol. It's so hard for me. I don't connect to that either, at all. Really? I don't connect to it. I do. I'm okay with it. I, to me, I, I connect more on that level. Why does it bother I don't know what it is. No, in Israel, the kids are taught to stand up when the rab walks on stage. Yeah. Not in Chutzlitz? No, no, no. <laughs> Forget about no? It. Just no. stop throwing things. No, really? no, right. No. I never saw stop that. Stop cursing him to his yeah. face. Yeah. I never saw that before I moved to Israel. Oh wow.